Today, in Future History. Welcome, sentient beings. The science of real history involves the careful collection of facts, the analysis of actions, and the reconstruction of lives from accounts written and told. The art of real history is in capturing the essence of what happened, without too much worry about getting every little detail right, because, honestly, who can afford to be that picky? In some ways, it seems appropriate to consider the strength of our knowledge and the incredible tools we have brought to bear to literally relive history from the perspective of those who were there, to do deep dives into recreating the world as it really was. In other words, that's a lot of work, and sometimes isn't really worth it, like what happened on this day, August 23rd. It was on this day in 4801 that the generally accepted end of the 500 years of darkness was concluded. As you might imagine, there is considerable ambiguity on this, as the 500 years was spent without proper record-keeping. But the first coherent sentence interpreted by ambassadors to the dirt planet Earth in August of that year are generally considered the start of a massive turnaround. The group of ambassadors was sent by the Coalition of Civilized Civilizations, or COCCs, sometimes pronounced Big Rooster. Big Rooster included the coordinated provinces of Mars, the uncoordinated city-states of Mars, the fleet of Neptunia orbitals, the Moonanites, the Venusian Empire, and the Plutonium Skyguard, and it formed in 4355, after they figured they could get away with it if Earth wasn't looking. It was a dark time on planet Earth, both figuratively and literally. The air was choked with smog, and the average daytime temperature reached a rather balmy 45 degrees Celsius, so most of the population migrated to maze-like underground caverns. Artificial light became the standard even on the surface, so gradual biological shifts caused eyes to go considerably larger. At least, that's what the popular anime shows have demonstrated, so it isn't worth questioning too closely. Inside their hollowed-out ant warrens, humanity slowly lost interest in keeping up with things. It is imagined that when the YouTube servers fell, over three-quarters of the classroom content was gone for grades K through 9. It is imagined because so few records were kept, and it's a little amusing to think about. Civilization collapsed. Pure chaos reigned, and it was entirely impossible to order pizza anywhere. Not a single pepperoni slice could be found in any of the enclaves of human misery, or at least, again, it is speculated because people don't tend to write that sort of thing down. But it doesn't feel like a huge leap, and a pretty scary thing to tell kids who refuse to eat their pizza. Not that anyone was writing anything down. No, paper and pen went out of fashion as they could no longer crush tomatoes fast enough to keep up with demand. Or again, speculation. It is possible to know much more detail about what happened in the last hundred years of the collapse, just prior to the message that Big Rooster received. However, much of that seems rather boring, so we'll just hit the highlights. Apparently, the vast server farms that maintained some of the data necessary for the civilization restart were kept well-weeded, watered on a regular basis, and sustained through the cannibalization of previous data farms. Personal devices became part of a distributed network of data storage, allowing everyone to get their piece of the action. Universal Wi-Fi was surprisingly easy to implement, possibly thanks in part to the discovery of the Mole Men, but probably not, as the existence of the Mole Men has never been confirmed. So it was probably something to do with minerals and stuff. 
Fortunately, the hereditary dynastics of the Archivjorg were able to keep the holy servers running, although it was many years before they allowed the data to be given out. A war nearly broke out over the language used, as they insisted that, quote, the great Archivjorg serves no user, end quote, and everyone else pointed out that it was because they hadn't plugged the Ethernet cable in and literally couldn't serve any of the users. Despite being saviors of much of the previous and glorious internet, the monks of the blessed Archivjorg were actually pretty dumb. Nonetheless, the holy servers delivered much eventually, and humanity was saved from forever losing contact with pop culture and important collections of important information, such as the beloved GeoCities and dozens of drive-in movie pre-roll advertisements. Let's All Go to the Lobby was the official anthem of Earth for well over 104 years, it is imagined. The real herald of the end of the darkness was the daring mission to the Antarctic, to the well-planned seed vault stored there. Once all the seeds were activated, BitTorrent servers were once more able to distribute the lessons of YouTube and TikTok to the wilds, and there was much rejoicing. Yay. Of course, the darkness was primarily a problem on Earth. The Martian Enclave was self-sustaining by this point, for the most part, but being disconnected from the ancestral planet meant losing connection to the roots of just about every cultural practice they had ever had. This led to the rise of Marshangle, a language of the people. During the first 30 years, things were relatively the same, but the rise of the Martian Bruning League caused a big top banana split between the cultural relativists and the relative culturalists. Soon, with everyone catching the infectious wave surfboard and hanging 11, language crossed the Masonic diction line and nothing was ever 5 by 5 by 5 again. Fortunately, irregular contact with the orbital stations around Venus, Neptune, and Plutonium kept the words from slip-slip-slipping into the future. Unfortunately, the intensive and complicated sport of bruning took at least another 166 years to become unpopular, and the stains run deep in this one, Obi-Wan. As a rule, the Martian-derived societies are in complete denial about everything that doesn't really work with the rug in the room, man. Basically, we don't talk about bruning. It is still difficult to say what actually happened on Earth during that period of chaos, as people were too busy worrying about where their next meal was going to come from, and which app to use to order it, to write much of anything down. As historians, it can be frustrating to try to figure out if the futures predicted in documentaries like Idiocracy were correct, or only partially correct. However, the more and more we learn about that particular period of time on that particular dirtball of a planet, the more we believe it's better just to forget the whole thing, and be glad that humanity managed to shake itself unstupid. This has been Today in Future History. If this information should find you before you've encountered these historical events, please keep the following in mind. There is no avoiding it, unless there is, and some of it may be a little inaccurate, so hedge your bets. Tune in tomorrow to find out how you might avoid the most important parts of your life that aren't really good, because we know you really didn't want to go to that thing next Tuesday anyway. Stay calm, and remember that you too don't actually know all the things you think you know, so be a little humble when others forget something, okay, Paul? <laughs>